Why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> She's it's gonna get bigger. Do you think? Do you think? Oh my ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Uh, Once you put me in front of a microphone, that's what I want to do. Apparently. Voices? Yeah, your little accents. Accents, <laughs> your not voices. Accent I'm, I'm not schizophrenic over here. <laughs> Sheesh. Hey, your voices, guys. No, you do voices. That's different. <laughs> oh, oh. See? You're doing voices. Then he's going to be mad when I isolate it as a clip. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, whatever. I said yours, too. Gives yeah. you the poops. <laughs> That's still one of my favorites. It's, I don't even know how the fuck Gordon's... drop those things in randomly for No, we put it at the end of an episode or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was this one. It was the one before it. And I put it as, like, after the, th- the outro song plays, it's at the end if you listen to the whole thing. Yeah, it, you know, if you, like, bother to pay attention, you know, like, actually I don't, us, yeah, yeah, when I hear the outro, I always close the podcast, so I doubt anyone heard it. They missed it. So we'll if you see. guys were wondering how creative we tend to be, you should tune in all the way. Like, wait until the damn track finishes, and then you get some nice surprises from there, so. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. This whole dialogue. I mean, that's how we do it. We're free range, cage free. No. <laughs> it at some at some point you're just gonna be okay I'm, with this. We'll never embrace it. Never. Why do you have to be so negative like that? Because <laughs> it's dumb. Negative Nelly. <laughs> it is so rude. Of Not me. to be like a negative Nelly. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a woman, right? Mm-hmm. A bitter Betty, a negative Nelly. You know, there's some men that are just as bad though, too. Like, yeah, but w- there's no male equivalent like idiom for that. Mm-hmm. We just call them idiots. <laughs> Dumbass, you know, whatever. That's fair. Anyway. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi. How you doing? Sarah, how are they doing? Um, Let's see. Tune in, guys. Tell me how you feel. They said they're feeling pretty good because it's a three-day weekend. Mm. That's when we're recording. Mm. So, Gotta love it. If you're from America, it is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, or like Remembrance Day or something like that. They call it that sometimes, the world. yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. We're also recording in front of a live studio audience today. Yeah, we have our official researcher in the background. <laughs> She's charging her phone and ready to go. <laughs> Research on demand. She does. For when we don't know what we're talking about at all. Which well, is like... So I can prove them wrong. Which is always... <laughs> which is like at least two-thirds of the time that we're talking, so, you know. Sarah, how you been? How's everything? I'm all right. Yeah? I'm like so tired lately. Girl, same. Tired. Same. I need a good long rest. I need a vacation. Yeah. It's been a long couple of months for us, for sure. So I feel you, man. Like, we were just talking about it yesterday because we went to, um, I don't remember if you remember our friend Danny from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to uh, his wedding on Friday. And that was the last big thing that we were doing. And it's like the past month and a half, we've been busy. With, like, you guys look so cute, so. though, in your Instagram pictures. Thanks. It was our good angle. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know that wasn't our good angle. They love to do this thing where they like take pictures like they're a fifty-seven-year-old man on Tinder, and they like <laughs> t- take it from specifically a fifty-seven-year-old. Specifically, year old. and like you know what I'm talking about. Like it looks like they're looking at their phone and they're like lost in like a, a like a scrolling situation. They have fifty-seven chins and. They look like they have dead eyes, and they're just like, this is a perfect picture of me. This is my dating app profile. I love to go fishing. I don't know why. Christian Mingle? Uh, They they both really struggle with technology, is what it is. 
It makes me feel like very, very young in comparison. <laughs> I think this is why Sarah likes to hang out with us. Babe. Me and Amy are the same age, but. <laughs> but I behave like I'm 10 years older. Mm-hmm. I know. It you... might be the kids. No, my <laughs> favorite. No, man. True. Before she had a kid, I tried to get her to go to Twitter, and she was like, I don't get it. But we did get one, and none of us know how to get yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know. We forgot the go, password. Guys. We made the password when we were drunk. She's floating so. around somewhere in the cosmos. I do exist. The Twitter. Go find it, go follow mm-hmm. it. It's a really old picture of her. You, you guys should totally friend Amy on Twitter. At this point. <laughs> She'll never see what you guys have to say. So it's you can like talk empty all the shit you and want. private. I think <laughs> I, you would hope at this so point they're like deactivated, right? Like I don't. I think you have to deactivate it yourself. Oh shit! I don't. Well, I don't know. In Elon Musk's Twitter, I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter <laughs> in a minute. Mark on there, I oh no! You have that many followers now. Wow! <laughs> uh, you pay for, you pay for it now. now. Oh right, right. Yeah, you pay right. for it, and then if the the whole thing is like, if you choose to pay for it, then you're like an Elon Musk fanboy or whatever so <laughs> we're definitely not that here that's Absolutely for sure. not. it's insane yeah that's fucking stupid anyway um so we checked in mm-hmm. we asked how you're doing mm-hmm. we asked how i'm doing mm-hmm. patreon <laughs> oh yeah um you know like if you guys want to continue supporting our, our bad habits aka our coffee drinking and like mm-hmm. would like this to become something more than what it is now Please support our Patreon. That's right. That would be pretty awesome. We have a $3 and a $5 tier. Uh, but you get a lot of wonderful perks no matter which one you're doing. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Um, you get, you're you going to get exclusive content from there, which is actually one of the ones we're going to record today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you guys are curious to know what that is. Definitely tune in. Like, sign up. You know what I mean? Like, we make some fun stuff along the way. Feet pics. <laughs> Talking shit about people. Well, I mean, we do that now. Early access to episodes. Early early access to the episodes. um, Special episodes, bonus content. Sometimes we'll even post up videos on there as well, too. Um, Yeah. I mean, just a bunch of stuff like that. And if if you guys ever have any ideas, obviously, that you want or topics you guys would like for us to cover, you know, let us know, too. You Mm -hmm. know, follow our Instagram, our our Tiki Tacks. uh, We we need to get back on that, though. But... um, (laughs) By we, I mean me, you know. You've been active. I did see, like, a really good video that I wanted to, like, duet. Uh-huh. So, I'll, I'll, it's like a, it's not a cryptid video, it's like a spooky video. So, I'll do that. Nice. This All week, right. I'll be there doing that. All right. So, there you go. Um, But also, um, if you guys have any stories that you'd like to share of your own experiences with all things mystical, cryptid, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you stubbed your toe or something. I don't know. <laughs> And you want to talk about it. You can tell us it. anything you want. Exactly. We'll put it on here. If exactly. it was just a scary situation, we love to hear those too. Yeah, man. Like, all of that. Like, you know, go ahead and email us, cryptosandmysticspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can DM us as well, too, on our, on our Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> you can DM us on our Instagram and stuff like that. Way to go, Amy, with the background noise. Um, we also take audio submissions. Yes, audio clips for sure. So if you want to send an audio clip, more than happy to do that. More than happy to interview you as well, too. Uh, Amy's probably bitter about the audio clip. She's very bitter because we never told her she could do that. Listen, if it counts for anything, I didn't even know either. It was just by accident yeah, that it Yeah, we never even thought about it before. Yeah, then. and it just worked out. And I was like, wow, Amy's going to be real mad about this because she had to write hers in. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Look, man, I'm archaic still, all right? I don't even know how to freaking do half of the shit that I do. So I appreciate you, baby. So. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, we have a new patron. Oh, we do! Oh my god. It's Rob. Who's Rob, by the way? The bestest friend! <laughs> <laughs> He's the loudest one. 
allowed for you guys to each have fancy coffee. That's right. Now. I know. He said I want both of my friends to have coffee. <sighs> Rob, you and he's right. <laughs> all, all, all of all of y'all that are that are there right now supporting this addiction of ours. Yeah, we love you guys. We so love you much. guys very much. That is fucking amazing. And, <laughs> and I know it's like mostly just my friends that are <laughs> supporting us, but it's nice to have support, guys. I know my friends don't even care about me. They're all like, <laughs> fuck, we're gonna we're gonna do the free feed, man. We're, yeah, maybe we're, they care enough to listen. They're giving us listen. Uh, the, and uh, but uh, can you please rate us if you're gonna do it? Yeah, please rate us. You know, five stars because it makes me feel better. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the ego in this bitch. Shit. Um. Well, listen. Yeah. No. I mean, like, give us a rating for sure. Keep in mind, we're a ragtag operation here, man. We ain't no, like, recording studio, none of that shit. Yeah, we're, we're not professionals. We're in my living room right now, all right? Yeah. Like, I've locked the kids up so they don't do anything, all right? That's how intense We told them to shut their yaps. No, no, no. They told themselves that. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they did tell because themselves that. Because their daycare teacher tells them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they, they've been trained well, all right? Uh, Thank but you, yes. daycare teacher. Thank you, daycare. Yeah, you guys are the real MVPs. God bless all the daycare teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They got a hard ass job. Yeah, they really do. Um <coughs> and thank you all for still listening to us. Yeah. If, if you're still around. What hey, episode is this? This is episode I'm gonna wanna say fourteen. Yeah, I think it's like fourteen or fifteen. I mean yeah, fourteen. Oh right. I use my beer belly to get the phone. You see that one? <laughs> <laughs> see episode fourteen and you're still here. We love you so much. I if you're know. just joining us. Welcome. Yeah, my name is Sarah, and that's Manny. This is Manny over here, by the way. And <laughs> he loves to do like a Blue's version, a Blue's Clues version of um. <laughs> Let's say try again. <laughs> if you're gonna talk shit, try again. He loves to do a Blue's Clues version of <laughs> air horns. <laughs> so he's not gonna be like. Bah, 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 bah. He's gonna be like. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Apparently, I have a very deep one too. <laughs> That's how you know it's me, guys. It's because I'm doing the very deep one. Yeah. Sarah's very enthusiastic. and uh, I have a much higher voice. Sorry. You do? Uh, yeah. It's I thought we sounded the same. <laughs> I thought we were one they of the can't, same They here. can't tell us apart. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who's Sarah? Who's Maddie? I don't know. They're all one person. It's just one person running the show. That's my favorite part about this podcast, that even if a misogynist finds it, they'll be able to tell us apart. Because <laughs> that's the, the misogynist <laughs> complaint when they listen to podcasts like this. They're like, oh my god, they're two girls and I can't tell them apart and I'm mad about it. <laughs> and listen, we're not allowing any of that bullshit here. Let's make that perfectly clear. Yeah. I am not a big fan of that shit. No, I'm not either. It, so. so if you're if you're a piece of shit, you know, racist, misogynist, bigot. Yeah, and if you don't like vocal fry, you can kiss my ass. Because there it is. That's just how I sound. There it is. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah. So any of you motherfuckers out there that are listening to this shit, get the fuck out. Don't, don't want it. No, thanks. But if you're part of our crew, the people that are embracing and loving and love talking a bunch of shit, then welcome. Good to have you here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send the, the, you know, the mailing list out later so that way we can email you a bunch of random shit. Yeah. Have a little cheese man. Mm, Girl. (laughs) I mean, we're Latinx for a reason, right? She's Mondo in the email. <laughs> yeah, be like, check this shit out, <laughs> girl. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Who's first? I think I think I should go first because you went first last time. Mm-hmm. But a part of me also wants you to go first because I want to hear the second part. Oh, because it's part two. Yes, yeah, part two. It's up to you. Mm. I don't mind either way. What do you think? Part two. Part two it okay. is. Part so Sarah's two it going. Is. Part one. The researcher said part two goes first. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those producers, man, they, they run the show. <laughs> All right, Sarah. All right. Let's take it away. Here we go. 
Um, if you weren't here last time, mm. and you should go back to listen to episode thirteen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, it I did the Velisca Axe Murders, ah. and they are a fucking doozy. So much that I needed a part two. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Last time we talked about like the actual crime, a little bit of background on the Moore family that passed away, and the Stillinger sisters. Um, we got into a little bit of like. The social norms of what was going on around then. That shit was still wild. Very though. wild. My God. But I want exploiting people. <laughs> but in part two, we are going to talk more about the suspects and the hauntings. Dun dun dun. You know, I don't, I don't know much about this portion of it. So this is all going to oh, be new to me. Like the, I, the suspect and the haunting. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> like I mean, like well, this is yeah. where you get to play detective. Ooh, all right. So. All right, all right. Okay. Let's do it. So, and then if you don't know what the Villisca axe murders are, I'll just tell you really quick. In 1912, in Villisca, Iowa, a madman wielding an axe entered the Moore house and killed a family of six and two visiting children. The scene was strange, to say the least, but now we're going to get into uh, the suspects. Hmm. Okay, so before we get, like, going on that, I do want to reiterate that this is a cold case. No one has ever been proved to be the killer. so fucking wild. And everything we say here is conjecture, as always. I guess, yeah. I mean, I stand by some of the shit that I said. <laughs> Screw I it. I guess, but... Screw it. Not, like, we don't want to be, like, sued, but I'm sure, like, all descendants are passed from That's true. I still want to be able to keep our coffee, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're not detectives. And as much investigating as I did, I do not have access to the original police filings, and I obviously never saw the crime scene, because it happened in 1912, so... Well, yeah. They did suspect some people at the time, though. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about them and all the other suspects. And, you know, because this is a small Midwest town, you know there was gossip. Mm. Like, they were cheese men in, oh. in the streets, you know? Um, <laughs> cheese men in the sheets. <laughs> Did you hear what happened? They were oh cheese men in the sheets, too, probably, because these people had nothing else to talk about. Man, there was nothing else going on. Man. <laughs> this shit's wild, man. Okay. <laughs> That's not the name of this episode. No. But I'm glad you stuck with that one with the last one. What? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the first of the gossips that came to court, so to speak, was Frank Jones, a.k.a. F.F. Jones. So a lot of people in town called him F.F. Jones. Okay. He was a local businessman and a senator. Oh. He was also Josiah's boss for seven years. Okay. Yeah. And this was prior to the murders. So he had left that working environment right and ended up becoming a (laughs) got it got it got it okay um it was also rumored that josiah was having an affair with his daughter-in-law donna so the man that got killed the father yeah was murdered to be having an affair with ff jones's daughter-in-law so his son's wife uh okay yeah what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that only gets wilder okay like and some of these are substantiated they're not rumors so oh shit yeah so like this for reals happened this is this is substantiated oh my god okay 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 so josiah quit working for jones's farm equipment business because jones insisted on keeping wild hours and working six days a week which is crazy yeah um jones was pissed when josiah left and took a large contract with him that of the infamous john deere yeah of john deere farming equipment (laughs) what the fuck 
fuck is going on here? So dude? actually, John Deere farming equipment started in the early 1800s. Okay. And by the time it rolled around here, they were selling it to be distributed in other places. So they didn't have to sell it themselves. They were getting contracts with other places that sold farm equipment. Got it. And so they were like expanding. At this time, the original John Deere had passed away and his son was running the company. And he decided that the best way to expand was to have contracts with other people and sell. Got it. So they were like making bank. Like they were making way more money. Right, 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 right. So if you took something like a big ass contract like that and you were like, I'm not going to work for you anymore for this big old businessman, FF Jones. And then you took it with you and you started your own company. He's that's reason. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah in that time, yeah. that seems like reason I mean, to me. anyone that follows true crime or any, any of these type of things like that knows that one of the biggest things is one of the biggest influences behind committing a murder. Money. That's huge. It's always Money, capital. Always. Romance. Some sort of some sort of attachment like that, right? So that's definitely a big part of that. So I it's, can see I can see that. It's so much. I can see that. Also John Deere though. I know. That John that John Denver's <laughs> full of shit, man. <laughs> so Jones was pissed when Josiah left with that large contract. And Frank was a Methodist, so Jones is Frank. I'm gonna use both of those terms okay. the same. So Jones was a Methodist, and as we know, Josiah and his family were Presbyterians. That's already conflicting in itself. Yeah. This quickly split the town into two rivaling factions and dragged Jones's name through the mud. He was investigated by a grand jury, which ruined his political career, unfortunately, but didn't prove anything about the murders. So after all that, this poor fucking guy's career's ruined, tarnished. Like maybe he was like a shitty asshole businessman. But he probably wasn't a murderer. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning that he's not, and we can get into a little bit more of that. Okay. Okay. But that's stuff like that. But anyway, all right. So fun fact. Mm. People knew that Donna Jones, daughter-in-law of Frank Jones, was sleeping around town because she would call up suitors behind her husband's back on the phone. Wow. During this time, you had to go through a telephone operator to place a call. There were no direct lines. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to, like, pick up a call and be like, hello, can I have Josiah Moore? Like, all obvious. <laughs> all, all, there's, like, no low-key anything there. It's, like... Yeah, it was, like, unheard know. of to, like, pick up the phone and ask a stranger to connect you with a man when you were a woman. Like, oh, it seemed suspicious from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. It was scandalous. I just thought of the fact that, you know, like this third that this uh, third person's like, ooh, you keep asking for all these people. Well, why the would fact a married a woman, woman be calling right, a married right, man? That, right, that's yeah. the other... Bit. And, like, it's yeah. not like they were, like, in business or, like, the, she was the teacher. No. She was just, she was thirsty. Very thirsty. (laughs) You know what? That's why we're drinking coffee today, right? Because we're thirsty too. (laughs) And because of this indiscretion, everyone knew she had been calling Josiah Moore. Because, like, the (laughs) operators knew. That's crazy, dude. Wow. (laughs) So a lot of people thought Jones was actually too old and, quite frankly, too lazy to do his own dirty work. (laughs) And the theory was that he hired someone to do it. And somehow, some way, a detective pinned a man named William Mansfield for it. Okay. So they were saying William Mansfield is working with F.F. Jones. They argued that he was hired to kill the family as revenge. I guess his family had also been, so William Mansfield's family had also been axed to death, and he was accused and acquitted of it. But, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This made him seem more, like, capable to do it again in everyone's eyes. Yeah. So they were like, oh, maybe he just asked, like, a known axe murderer to do it. <laughs> All right. You know what? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you can find them in the yellow pages. No problem. 
<laughs> but actually, Mansfield was working in Illinois at the time and had definitive proof there he was there and witnesses. So he couldn't have done it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if it were that simple, we it still wouldn't be a cold case at this yeah. point, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, if I was just like, no, there's no alibi for any of these people. They were all there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was there. So, fun fact, there was a random private detective that thought he could prove that it was Jones, but first, he wanted info from a woman who was married into some mob ties. Okay. While convincing her that she would be safe if she told him everything, she saw a woman who was traveling, like a traveling saleswoman of cosmetics, and that woman also pretended to be a psychic medium. And I say pretended because she was not known for that, so she didn't, like, she wasn't a traveling psychic medium. Like, I think she just told people that to get extra money. Right, 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 right. She so, yeah, mm-hmm. she was a swindler. Well, Houdini would have loved her then. <laughs> and this quote, psychic medium, told her, the mob wife, that she had to tell her truth in so many ways. So the woman came to the private investigator and told him what she thought was the truth, which is like she thought that William Mansfield was there and that. It had oh, all happened on, because she was saying she saw something where her husband paid someone off to do something. But it turns out it was just something else completely. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I think everyone wants to be tied with these murders so bad because they want to like solve this it. This is so fucking disgusting, though. It's man. weird. Like, it's, it's weird. It's, it's back to what we were talking about in the last episode, right? Of yeah. how disgusting it is that people are willing to cash in on such a tragedy like this. Oh, yeah. They love to involve like, themselves. Like, Oh, I'm gonna make it about me. I'm gonna I'm gonna inject myself into it because I want the attention exactly. or I want money out of it or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yeah. it's just disgusting, dude. I don't know. And then like let's say she was really convinced that her husband had something to do with it mm-hmm. and she thought she was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like to accuse your to to know that your husband is such a bad person that he would hire somebody to kill somebody, that's crazy. Just to be like, oh, my husband would do something like that. Like, that's <laughs> insane. I mean, that, that's a whole set of other questions that come up at I'm, that point. It's no. like, yeah. Mm. I hate it. I hate Mm-mm. that breath. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, so next, people went straight for the strangest character they knew. A traveling reverend from England named Lynn George Kelly. He knows, he knows Brits, man. <laughs> he was a Presbyterian, just like the Moore family, and he was present at the Children's Day program that Sarah had run earlier that evening. Okay. As he was a traveling reverend, he boarded a train early the morning of the murders and left town. Perfect timing. Yeah, but, I mean, like... Oh, if that's if that is that it? No, you just wait. Okay, I was gonna go. Like, oh okay, poor guy just catching a train to leave. Like <laughs> this is the person I think it is, but now I'll, I'll get. To okay, that. okay, okay, okay. Okay, as he was not a resident of Aliska, he started to send letters to people he knew there, asking for information on the murder. Okay, he was seemingly obsessed with the horrific event. He even toured the home when he was back in town. Right. When Kelly wrote to investigators asking for info on the murders, they wrote back asking him if he had any information. He wrote back by saying that he had possibly been a witness to the murders. Okay. He said he heard noises that night and that he thought the killer had been interrupted by a couple walking by the house. Now, investigators had him on their radar and they thought this was really strange, but also they knew he was a religious man and didn't really believe he could have done something like this. Come. And they also knew of his history with mental illness. Okay. They thought he could be inserting himself in the narrative. Which I can see that. Yeah. Sure, with everything we've been talking about. 
So I don't want to get too far into his life and like his mental illnesses because like mentally ill people won't necessarily like, kill people. Like that's right, not that's not right. an indicator of that. But here's a little piece of Kelly's life after the murders. Okay. He gave up preaching to become a journalist and put an ad in the paper for a secretary. Of course. When a woman answered the ad, he informed her that she would be required as part of her duties duties as secretary to type in the nude. I'm, <laughs> shit. Wow. I mean. Yep. Yep. Where, I mean, yeah, what do you say? <laughs> and this is 1912. So you Clean. don't say things like that. I'm going to do all my best typing. Yeah. I in mean, to be nude. fair. Yeah. In the nude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly OSHA was not involved in any of this. Like, <laughs> that's a huge red flag right there. Yeah. So she was appalled, of course. All right. And she told her pastor, and her pastor encouraged her to turn him over to the authorities. She did, and Kelly was arrested for attempting to solicit obscene material through the mail. And after his short sentence, he was admitted to a hospital to work on his mental health. So I guess that was illegal to, like, elicit pornography in the mail at the time, which, like... I don't think that should be illegal, and I don't think it is now. But right, um, he was clearly a predator. Well, yeah. So I'm glad that they got him on something. Wait, 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 wait. A religious figure <laughs> is a sexual deviant. Oh, but he gave it up now. Mm-hmm. He did give up religion. Yeah, he, but he he said he's a journalist now. But who's to say that? All right, whatever. I'm not about to get into that so much. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be like way too long of an episode before you know it. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so like I said, they put him in a hospital for his mental health. And while he was there, he admitted that he would be convicted of the Velisca Axe murders. What the fuck? <laughs> As investigators had no real leads, they went after Kelly. He was investigated and some things came up. He knew a weird amount of details about the murder that others didn't. He was caught peeping into a woman's window the day of the murders. Mm -hmm. He was openly obsessed with the murders. He allegedly took a bloody shirt to a cleaner after the murders. And lastly, he supposedly admitted that he did it. However, the confession was made under duress and he's severely mentally ill. So that means nothing really. Um, He did recant it later. So I don't know if that means anything. It certainly didn't hold up in court. The jury didn't buy it and declared him not guilty. So they didn't move forward. With not guilty trial. for reasons of insanity or? Just like they thought he didn't do it. Okay. They I, didn't move forward. Uh, well, here's the thing, right? They're talking about, you mentioned that he knew a lot of details of the crime itself, but mm-hmm. considering he was so obsessed with it early on. Yeah, I think he would have asked enough people to get information. Right. That's why I'm kind of like, mm. But because he's mentally ill, that would have made it easier for him to insert himself in the situation. That's the other thing, too. I yeah. Think... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure, but... I mean, I definitely think that he's probably the stronger candidate out of all of them so far. I do think he's the strongest candidate. Yeah. So, and obviously he's long passed away. You mean so. you mean the psychic medium's not convincing for you? <laughs> no. Because I I was sold on her. Not like, the traveling Mary Kay saleswoman. <laughs> uh-huh. I was trying to think of the name of it. What it was? It's, it's Mary Kay. In her little pink carriage. I don't think they had cars back then. Well, they did, but like not everyone had a car. Yeah. See, she's just been selling Herbalife. She'd been fine. <laughs> so, fun fact. I was told that during the grand jury for Kelly, there was a photo presented of Joe Stillinger, the Stillinger girl's father, uh-huh. with his arm around Kelly. So he knew him, had oh. met him, and was friendly enough to take a photo. There was never any explanation in the photo because they never went forward with the trial. <laughs> <sighs> so he easily could have met the Stillinger girls. Right. And knowing that they had gone with the Moors that night, followed them. Right. 
And then he admittedly and openly had a train ticket that he left at five in the morning on the first train out of town. So cool. That 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 fixes everything. Just saying. We've we've solved it. We've cracked the code. Not so fast. Because this is the next one that people really think it is. Oh, okay. They are leaning towards this one because of a recently published book by Paul. No, sorry. The um, suspect is named Paul Mueller. What's the book called? It's called The Man from the Train. Okay. So. Which, okay. Yes, everyone's reading it. I haven't read it yet. But. Every... When you're ready. <laughs> Have you read it? I've been reading it. Okay. So. Yeah. Everyone is reading it right now. And so that's why they think. When you get to, like, the end, I don't know if it's going to convince you or not. But we'll see. Okay. So, he, the guy was a German immigrant that evaded being caught during this time. He was on the run. He is the suspect of the true crime novel The Man from the Train by Bill James and his daughter Rachel McCarthy James. In the book, they uncover axe murders from 1898 to 1912 all around the Midwest that match up with the Villisca axe murders. Mm-hmm. The man was a woodworker and often took on odd jobs on farms, usually involving a lot of chopping wood. He also worked in a lot of logging areas. It was said that he was, like, short but muscular. The killer in the Velisca murders is said to have been short. And oh, right. almost all of the murders assumed to be connected to Mueller were of entire families on small farms that had barns where it is said that he observed the family prior to the murder. And there were train stations nearby so that he could train hop out of the area yeah. after committing the murder. Yeah. He used the blunt edge of the axe rather than the sharp end. The axe was found on the premises almost all times. He did not bring his own weapon. He would have left the weapon out in the open when he did it. He covered windows with sheets or clothing. And there was an absence of robbery in all cases. Now, in almost all cases, there was a prepubescent girl in the home. And she appeared to be moved or posed and sometimes sexually assaulted, indicating a sexual deviance of the killer. Since he was never caught, the authors of the book suspect that he may have returned to Germany. And there, they think he may have committed the famous Hinterkaifeck murders in 1922. Oh, shit. Which I'm going to cover soon. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. That one's so fucking crazy to you, though. I don't know if you all remember last last episode, but I had said that this kind of led me down a rabbit hole of, like, another topic. It's the Hinterkaifeck murders. That's a crazy one. Yeah. So, and I'm not, like, I'm not saying... That he's not a good suspect for it. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. But I just, I really think it was the reverend. Okay, I'm between those two now. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Like, I'm between those two because um, the reverend one, the only reason why I feel like that one can be explained away a little better is because of the mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, too, the fact that the details that he knew about, he was... He, it was already proven that he was obsessed with it, right? So he yeah. was obsessed with the case, so he, he's going to find that information out anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm, I can kind of see that, that being explained away. Yeah. Still a little weird to me, though. It's really uh, weird. Like, to have that amount of knowledge and something like that, and you weren't actually involved in it, or maybe even knew who may have done it. You yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but this last one. It makes good points. <clears throat> they do make good points. Uh, I'll, I'll, when I finish reading the book, I'll let you know. Okay. And then I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Um, the last of the popular theories is that a suspect, a suspected killer named Henry Lee Moore 
no relation to the family. So just a separate guy with the last name more. <laughs> That's a really common fucking last name. I then. know. Jesus. <laughs> um, that he may have killed the, the Moore family. Henry Lee Moore was a notable criminal in the Midwest. He was a convicted forger and murderer. He served time for forgery, and when he got out, he quickly fell in love with a very young girl. She was about 16. For cool. context, he was 38 oh, when this happened. So... Disgusting. Maybe that's what inspired Jennifer Lawrence's movie then. <laughs> um, she rejected him, it said, because he had no home of his own. So she rejected him, it said, because he had no home of his own. Mm-hmm. He assured her his mother's house was going to be transferred to him very, very soon. <laughs> huh? <laughs> he went straight to his mother's house where she and her own mother, his grandmother, were living. As she sat in her chair, he snuck up on her with the rusty old axe he found on the property. Oh, no. And he hacked her in the face and the neck. Oh, no. He then went to his grandmother's room where she slept, and she met the same fate. Oh, my God. He was a sloppy murderer, though, and didn't (laughs) clean up that well. He threw the axe in a nearby ditch. He then went straight back to the hotel he was staying at. He got blood all over the damn place there. Oh, my God. The next day, he went back to the house and pretended to come upon the scene for the very first time. And immediately, the cops knew it was sus and investigated him even the tiniest bit. And then they arrested him for the murder of his mother and grandmother. <laughs> so, I don't know that this guy was a criminal mastermind. Clearly not. Um, He's a oh, no. My loved ones have been murdered. I guess this house is mine now. Oh, <laughs> I guess good things can come from bad things. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure that's how he was acting at the scene. I'm like 100%. It's like, bro, you're not convincing anyone. I can't stand him. Oh, my God. So before he committed this murder, there were a slew of axe murders in the Midwest that seemingly could be connected to him. But he refuted this until the day he died. These axe murders took place between 1911 and 1912. All the same style as the Villisca axe murders, as we've said, with the man on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, And... They all matched up to, like, Henry's mother and grandmother. Mm -hmm. There were 10 axe murders in total, all of which were by train tracks, meaning the killer was most likely a transient and had a quick way out of town. Yeah. And in eight of the murders, the axe was found at the scene or near it. Two of the murders were proven to happen while either Henry was incarcerated for the forgery or when he had an alibi in his hometown in Missouri. However, the father of the visiting girls to the Moore house, Ina and Lena, were convinced, he was convinced that Henry looked just like a man he hired in April of that same year and said he had given him a strange name, no last name, and then disappeared quickly after being hired. But no evidence was ever proven of that to be true. Hmm. So we're not sure why he said that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was just desperate to find the killer. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, considering like you were talking about last episode, how impactful this crime was to the community mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. everybody at this point is like dude we need to get rid of this fucking bad juju whatever is going on with this like let's let's just throw any name out there and hopefully something sticks you know yeah. what i mean so i wouldn't be surprised if that's what what that was i you think know? that's what that was yeah. i do yeah fun fact um so dave mcfarland from the montgomery county museum told me that there were no cigarette butts or chair found in the attic only hat boxes and the like undisturbed so that was just a rumor so I know we talked about that last time, but I had asked him in between this episode and the last. Yeah, yeah. And he said that that was not true. It was just a rumor. So oh, shit. there was probably nobody in the attic. Or if there was, he wasn't like smoking a cigarette. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. That, that... <laughs> hmm. It does kind of blow some theories out of the water. Yeah. But yeah. Um, And then here's some more of what he told me. 
So Dave told me that he grew up outside of Villisca as a kid and that his house was almost an exact replica of the Moore house um, because houses were right, 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 right. like limited plans, basically. Um, Sears Robux? <laughs> so he knew the layout really well. And he said that his aunts and uncles always said that they could never get past their grandmother's room on the first floor, which would be the room where the Stillinger girls were killed. Um, without her knowing that they were walking around because the stairs go right by it. Right. So there's no way that the little girls would have not heard somebody come in if he came in. So so it's curious how the killer could have gone in there unnoticed. Right. Yeah. So, huh. So maybe he was in the attic, but he wasn't smoking cigarettes. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It It's it just there's so many holes in this whole thing yeah. that's like it, it's hard to really convincingly latch onto one mm-hmm. theory of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. Um, Dave's great aunt was Emmy Shipper. So Emmy Shipper was called to testify in the trials because she was quote, the town gossip <laughs> and would have heard what was going on between the townspeople <laughs> and she might know something relevant. So I like that job, you know, when you call the town gossip to testify, I can't, it's wild. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get a lot of good tea though with that. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, she probably knew a lot of stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> talk to her all the time. I don't just come over. <laughs> Let's talk for a minute. It's fine. So a not so fun fact. A pool hall in downtown Villisca had a piece of the skull and alcohol on display. No. That they claimed was Sarah's. There's no proof that it was hers or was real at all, but they certainly displayed it displayed it very proudly. Um in Dr. Epperly's book, he talks about how Donna the girl that was having an affair with josiah Mm -hmm. his her husband owned a pool hall and he had a piece of skull that he claimed came from there and he didn't know if it was josiah's or sarah's and that they put it on display there so i think that literally lasted until like modern times like people were literally still having a pool hall in downtown villisca to this day and being like i have a piece of that what the fuck is it with people and doing I that? I don't shit, know. Dude? It's like, so disgusting. It is mortifying. It's disgusting. It's disrespectful. I hope they're haunted. Right? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get to the hauntings at some point. Oh right? yeah! By now, I'm about to get to the hauntings. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what a great segue! Wow, it's almost like you planned it that way. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah, she did, guys. So I, did, I did not. <laughs> so people that have been there for tours have reported orbs in their photos, visible scratches on their backs. Oh, shit. Objects being moved around when they re-enter a room, being poked, jabbed, pinched, pushed. And the tour guides have said they hear footsteps and things move around all the time. Wow. And if you go there, they have like a bulletin board and they take pictures of Polaroids. Of people who get scratches, so there's people with back with their backs scratched with three long scratches. Um, that's demonic <laughs> it's too. Very, isn't it? Yes, it's very scary. Ah. And we'll get to why that may possibly be demonic in a second. <laughs> Good old ghost adventures. He taught me so much. <laughs> so, fun fact: a man who was investigating the house in 2014 stabbed himself and has no explanation for why he did it. Oh, what? Johnny Hauser, the caretaker of the house, said that when it happened, the man said he was sitting on the bed in the kids' room facing the closet in there while it was open and he was provoking something to show itself and a ball of bright light came out and suddenly he like came to and he was stabbed in the chest what the fuck and he was just doing a regular paranormal investigation <sighs> so and um apparently the he did not tell the guy who stabbed himself mm-hmm. never spoke to the authorities about it like they they had to airlift him out to make sure that he lived and he did live 
Um, but he never spoke to the media about it. So the only person that knows that is the caretaker, Johnny Hauser. Wow. <laughs> Wild. You okay. heard, well, you've heard it here first, apparently. Jeez. That's Actually, you funny. heard it on um, the episode of Sam and Colby, because he tells them. Oh, Colby. right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, we'll give them the credit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> For now. I read in a blog from a paranormal investigator that the house has a very heavy feeling, and it doesn't feel right being there. Mm-hmm. I've heard this from a few different investigators. I read in a paranormal investigation blog that this couple did an obelisk reading, and they got words like, leave, get out, and the creepiest of all, please, please finish. Oh, no. I have no idea what this is in reference to, but no. I would have left. I'm sorry. No. Someone's also heard, this one's also scary. They heard the word pray, and they were like reading a Bible. Mm-hmm. And then they heard the word pray, and they said, you want me to pray? And a disembodied voice said, you should. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. I would have been gone. I would not have nope. stayed there. Nope. These people, these paranormal investigators are braver than me, because one thing would happen to me, I'd be like, that's it. We're leaving. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> The first one uh, of, of please, please finish. Please, please finish. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Is that? I don't know. I have no idea. Because I'm I, very I, scared. I, I think, unfortunately, of uh, the, the the daughter that was uh, believed to have been sexually oh, assaulted. Oh, Lena. Well, it, okay. So Lena wasn't actually physically assaulted, but I think masturbating to someone's dead body is assault. So I'm just right, say that. right. But that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like uh, that was that could have been her ghost because she was dead by saying, then. You know, what yeah. I mean? and that makes it. Ugh. But it could have been that someone was still alive, and they were like, "Please, just fucking axe my head off." Oh, that's I'm begging a, you. Either one is yeah. disturbingly. The whole thing is bad. bad. They have there was no context to it, so they don't know. But yeah, that 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 uh, you know, you should. Ooh, fuck okay. that. that so bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nope. See, this is why I'm wondering: Should we ever do an investigation, you and I? Because I, I feel know, like the, might run away. the minute that we get one, be like, "That's it, <laughs> that's it, we're closing we shop." Pay all this money to go into like a space, and then be like, "We have to come home." <laughs> I, I hear, I hear a footstep. I'm gone. That, bye. Catch us in the nearest motel crying. <laughs> be okay. like, oh, Not double. the two most cancery people. I know. <laughs> Listen, if you want to come, you can fight the ghost. <laughs> one of us needs to stick around at that point. <laughs> We paid all this money for it. I can't. Me and finishing it off. likes to go ghost hunting. <laughs> See, does, there you go. So. All right, that needs to happen. Okay. Patreon.com, guys. <laughs> It'll be a Patreon exclusive. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it has to be a Patreon exclusive. Sarah Prime. <laughs> I mean, that's What's almost new? every. That's not exclusive. Like that's almost every, That's almost every episode at this yeah. point too. I mean, come that's on. free. That's free content. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that that's in the free streaming stuff, man. We need, we need to make this shit exclusive. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all, right, all right so regular tours have actually been cut short because of haunting activity so some people were like us and they were like let's get the fuck out of there it's not just a cancer thing um in the they 1930s that. <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's fair yeah in the 1930s a couple moved in and the woman says she would wake up in the middle of the night and see a dark figure with an axe looming over them nope in the 1960s a family lived there and they experienced poltergeist activity where the drawers were open things were moved and they also would hear screams. So while the same family was living there, the father was skeptical about the hauntings. Um, he was sharpening a knife and the knife went through his entire hand. And he had never done that before. He had no explanation. He didn't think he slipped. He just like came to and the oh, knife was in his hand. Like the like the, like the, the guy, guy that, got that stabbed. stabbed himself. Holy shit. Yeah. So he definitely began to suspect something was up after that. And I think yeah. they didn't live there long after that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> 
it's been reported that local hooligans <laughs> would break in and spray paint pentagrams on the walls. I wrote that article. <laughs> <laughs> and they would use Ouija boards. I'm sure they weren't doing that responsibly, so something dark may have been released uh, in there. I, yeah. We just don't really know. That would explain the demonic stuff right there. Yeah. Also, like, they say that when something really horrific happens, like a crime against humanity, like murder, it leaves, like, an imprint. Like, a really yeah, dark yeah, imprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I wouldn't go into a dark imprinted place. And then open a portal and then leave it there. I don't think I would ever do e- Not even, like, me being, like, a skeptical person and being mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that really is true or not. Mm-hmm. I would still be very scared about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. A tour guide said that he was letting a tour out and he realized someone was in the restroom. He asked the tour, is someone in the restroom? And they were like, no, we're all out here. No. So they wait and nobody comes out. And one of the tourists goes in there and knocks on the bathroom door and someone says yes. So then he's like, oh, someone is in there. We'll wait. We'll wait outside. Oh, and like, it's the restroom is like by the door. Right, right, right. So they're right, waiting right. and like too much time goes by. Right. And the guy's like, let me knock again. And he goes knock again and no one answers. He opens the door. It's unlocked. Nope. No one's in there. Nope. And everybody heard somebody say, no. like, yes, I'm in here. No. <laughs> no. Like, no. We're not going back in no. the fucking house. I wouldn't open that door. Hey, listen, man. As soon as someone responded, I don't even care if there's actually someone there. <laughs> But I'm done. I'd be like, the tour guide I'm to done. let them out. That's his job. Yeah, you know what, dude? They don't pay me enough for this shit because this is free for me. Like, no. No, absolutely fucking yeah, not. No. no. Um, There's also a stray yeah. cat that hangs out around the house. Oh, kitty. And he's, like, drawn to it. He's a oh. gray male short hair, and he stays on the property. If you leave the door open, he'll run inside. He constantly wants to be in the house, even though they literally keep him around. They keep him in the barn. He has a space to be inside. Right. And they feed him and stuff. He wants to be in the house. <laughs> um, one of the tour guides, <laughs> one of the tour guides said they call him Church, like from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> no, what the fuck? <laughs> they dude? literally named him after the cat from oh, Pet Cemetery. Um, once a team did an overnight and they got too scared and they just left. And when they opened the door to leave, the cat ran inside, and they were too scared to go back for him. So they called the groundskeeper and they were like, "We're leaving." The cat went inside. You gotta go get him because we're not doing it. I'm not going back in there. <laughs> we're done with this shit. <laughs> Goodbye. Like they did not even want to save the cat. They were over it. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. You figure, you figure your own shit out. Exactly. Um. So I did watch the Sam and Colby video, and they met at church. Like church was there. Okay. And when they were like, so they were they walked in the house and they closed the doors and they were like talking to the groundskeeper. They um, were in the kitchen, and in the kitchen, they have one of those windows that has a big glass panel, mm-hmm. like, for the upper half of it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, church is there. And he was just sitting on the porch railing watching them. No. Like, <laughs> I was like, what's happening? What the fuck is... <laughs> the fuck <sighs> but the cat is really nice. Like, they went outside, and they were, like, petting it, and he's really sweet. He's a sweet cat. But they say that cats are omens of death. Yeah. So... I think he was watching them like, I don't think y'all should go in there. <laughs> like, He's like, y'all should. I forgot to mention that cat is 103 years old. Um, Possibly. Hey, isn't there a movie with a with a cat that trapped the spirit? Oh, like a Halloween movie that we Hocus watched? Pocus. I was waiting you for don't that. know Hocus Pocus? I was, waiting for, I was waiting for someone to say it. <laughs> God damn it. No, he, does, he just doesn't. He forgot what Hocus Pocus was. Really? <laughs> I'm forced to watch that shit every year. Oh, I watch it several times a year. I watch it in July. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she said it was such authority too. Like, yeah, I'm all I'm all please continue. Go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I'm editing this shit out. Like that. <laughs> During this investigation, they were using a motion censored music box. So the Sam and Colby investigation. Please, no. And they faced it toward the attic and it was going off even though nobody was in no. front of it. 
So they were like, maybe it's a glitch. They also use REM pods, which are just like little clear balls that light up. Mm-hmm. And they make noise when someone gets near them. Mm-hmm. So they kept asking, like, where do you want us to go? And like the REM balls, they have the lights point in different directions. Right. So they kept pointing like at the next one and the next one would point at the next one and it was leading them to the attic. And then when they got to the attic, the music box just turned on. No. <laughs> and like you could see Ugh. them, like they're not in front of it. It's very creepy. That's gross. So honestly, like, why would there be so much activity in the attic and around it if no one was ever in there? Right. I think the attic theory was a good one, even though there were no cigarette butts. Like, he could have just been hiding in there. Right. That doesn't it doesn't mean that it immediately gets canceled out because there was no cigarette butts Exactly. There, you and know? It, it, it's not like, it's a, not a, t- well, it's not like a crawl space. It's like a, a tall attic space where you can walk in. It looks like a separate room. I mean, and that would make the most sense, right? Because where, where the rooms were positioned from the attic, that would... Easiest Give to them get to the ch- parents first, right. and then the kids. Like we were talking about yeah. before, canceling out the the immediate threat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so. I, I still I still stand by that. Thing. I do too. I still stand by that one. Um. So fun fact: the people who lived in the the famed haunted house, the Sally House. If you've ever heard of the Sally House, yeah, that's located in Atchison, Kansas. They once visited the Moore House. Both the Moore House and the Sally House have the same exact address: five hundred eight Second Street. That's fucking. When the Sally House people entered it, immediately one of them said, I don't know what's in here, but it's the exact same thing that was in my house. Like, no. immediately he was like, oh, shit, I no. don't want to be here. No. And they asked the, in the Sam and Colby thing, they asked him, oh, what's the scariest, because he's a paranormal investigator as mm-hmm. well, the guy who is the groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's the scariest place you've ever been? He's like, the Sally House. Like, he immediately said the Sally House. And he has said that, like, He's not normally afraid because he does have to keep up maintenance in the house. But sometimes, like, when weird things happen, like, things get moved around, he hears footsteps. He's like, no, I'm leaving. Like, he just goes. Yeah. Because he feels, like, not wanted by whatever's in there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Yeah. Can't pay me enough for that shit. Yeah. So, for him to say the Sally house and, like, the guy that came from the Sally house is like, oh, this is the same shit. Like, I don't like that at all. And ironically, Sam and Colby, that was where their next episode was going to be. And so they got scared shitless. (laughs) I didn't watch that episode. Yeah, I should watch it because it's probably really good. You know what I was thinking, though, too? Coming back to the whole demonic thing. Because at the Sally house, they assume it's something demonic that's there. Yes. And since they left people, you know, using the Ouija board there at at the Villisca home. Mm -hmm. Like, who's to say you didn't create a... Yeah. Portal connection between the homes that way. I mean, who's to say it's not even like a tulpa? Do we know what a tulpa is? No, what is that? A tulpa is like when so many people believe this thing that the creation of it makes it real. And so it's oh. it's an it's an indigenous belief. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Okay. So it could it could be a tulpa, but yeah. I don't I don't put that past anybody either. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many freaking rabbit holes you can go down with this whole story, sure. I feel like. God, man. So anyway, that was the Velisca X murders. And if you're interested in learning more about the murders or the history of the Moors, you can visit the house that is still standing and offers tours. They're about 10 bucks, I think. Oh. Um, you would have to go online to VelizcaIowa.com. They have a daytime tour Tuesday through Sunday. And then they also offer overnights for investigation um, at a group rate of $428. It includes one to six people. And that's about $75 each if you split it between six people. If not, then you just pay it a flat rate. Yeah. Um, you can also watch it from afar by looking at a virtual tour on the website. And by watching Sam and Colby on YouTube, you can watch Kindred Spirits with Amy Brewing and Trip Coffee. They've been there. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure um, 
Zach Bagans has yeah, been there with his crew. They've been there. And you can just basically watch any other paranormal investigation tour. It's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah. And my sources were the wiki on the Villisca Axe Murders, Smithsonian Mag, Villisca History, VillisCahistory.org, the Des Moines Register, findagrave.com, medium.com, Adelaide Haunted Horizons, Fiend Incarnate, Villisca Axe Murders of 1912 by Dr. Edgar Epperly. That's a book. Um, the My Favorite Murder episode 168 live at the Civic Center in Des Moines. And that's why we drink episode 21, four pounds of uneaten bacon and a deeply holy some blonde. I love that Simon, Col- Simon Colby's YouTube video, Our Haunted Night at Velisca Axe Murder House. Um, an article from Rooters and an article from Vice. Hot damn. Yeah, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. That's, uh, also, maybe rest in peace, Vice, they did just file for bankruptcy. They did. They I did. Know. I'm I'm a little bit sad about that. Yeah, let's see. Yay! That was so much work. <laughs> that was a big one for and me. And breathe. I put so much fucking research into that, and I still never got my fucking interview with Edgar Epperly. He I never, never got back to, to you? Me. No. Fuck. I think he just doesn't want to do it, and he doesn't want to say it. So, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Should have brought my sunflower seeds, damn it. Um, no, you can talk about the mouth. I know. True, I love sunflower seeds. Same. I have, they have a Daki-flavored sunflower seeds. They do? They're so good. Are they? They're so good. I'll let you have some in a minute. I tried the taco flavored ones. They're good, but they taste like, like very heavy of oregano. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, these are like real. I, I really like the, the dill pickle ones. <laughs> Those are good too, but they're so like, they're a lot. They're I can only have like. <laughs> they're so dilly? No. <laughs> they're like salty and like they have yeah. a little bit too much for me. Like I have to have them in small yeah. batches. Yeah. But I'm one of those motherfuckers that's like, give me the biggest bag you have of original sunflower seeds. It has to be a cancer thing. Maybe it has to be a cancer thing. At Maybe this it's morning. a water sign thing because my mom loves sunflower seeds and she's Scorpio. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> They're so good. They are so good. <laughs> <laughs> Should we keep that in? <laughs> we're keeping all of this that's in. You're gonna, aware of this. Open right? up the episode. It's <laughs> <Not, laughs> like it's on like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> All right, now you get to just chill. Okay, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's chilling, uh, this is killing. the this is the always always the fun part is that <coughs> I when we normally don't tell each other what we're gonna um cover. Yeah, and so. asked me like, what are you guys gonna talk about today when you record? I'm like, I don't know. Manny keeps us a secret. Yeah. So today we're gonna talk about los duendes. <gasps> oh my god. Los duendes. Okay. Which translates to what now? The elves, I think, or something like that? Tr- like trolls, trolls, kind elves. of. Yeah, yeah. So I think of them as something co- almost like completely separate from that. Yeah. Like I, I didn't learn about them until like I maybe after high school, mm-hmm. and I think like most people kind of like grow up hearing about them, but my parents and grandparents have never talked about them. Yeah. Like, people in other cultures like are terrified of them. Yeah. So I didn't realize how scary they were. Scary gnome-like mm-hmm. creature. Yeah, they're like gnome-like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Researcher Amy. <laughs> Thank you, researcher. Not that I have it in my notes or anything, but yeah. <laughs> you were asking Sarah what it was, so I was like, oh, I can help. Because uh, I always ask her. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, go, go. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, so the reason why, obviously, I'm saying it, you know, as Los Duendes is because I'm going to be focusing on Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. So Latin. bear with me. Latin I'll, cultures. Bear with me. There's going to be a lot of Spanish words being thrown around. I will do my best to translate it for you. But too bad if you don't understand it. <laughs> uh, my sources: 
el tiempolatino.com existen los duendes. El presidente de México dice tener una foto. In other words, uh, the, the, yeah, the Mexican president claimed to have had pictures of a duende. When did he say that? Uh, February 28th of this year. No way. Yeah. And now we'll <laughs> get to that. Timely. Well, 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 this is why I wanted to cover it. I was like, this is perfect. Um, but also, too, I'll, 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 I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Chaniques, los traviesos duendes mexicanos, from the uh, Mexico Desconocido.com. Punto okay. MX for, you know, my Mexican peeps. <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Haunting story: The Duendes, Elves of Mexico, from Medium.com. Mm -hmm. uh, cultura. Ah, cabrón. Cultura reacción y deporte punto gov punto co. Because it's, it's a Colombian page. Okay. It's a you know they talk about duendes in Colombia, so I'm going to cover that a little bit. And then the definition of, of what a duende is. Okay. From definicion.de.duende forward slash duende. Alright. Enough of that. <laughs> so, duende, where does the name duende come from? Right? Mm -hmm. So it's believed that the name duende comes from the root word dend, which comes to mean something related to the home. Oh, okay. But there's also another uh, another meaning uh, deriving from Old Castellano Spanish of duende casa, which is synonymous to mean dueño de casa or homeowner for you non-Spanish speakers out there. You're welcome. See, that's all the work I'm doing for you. Figure the rest of it out from here. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, you've got to get out. You two in this room, I know you know Spanish, so whatever. A little. Enough. Yeah, enough. Right, babe? Not to be lost. Uh -huh. <laughs> so let's talk about the origins and, lo and where they're generally located, at least uh, the duende that we're talking about here. So it's interesting. interesting thing about that is that uh, duendes is, is um, they're located in, in a number of locations. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of the major parts that you can find duendes is in pretty much Latin America. Mm -hmm. So, but there's also reports of them being found overseas. Okay. So, you know, they travel, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. got their passports, they're good to go, you know, but the, the main regions that I'm going to be focusing on are the Iberian region, which is Spain and Portugal, mm -hmm. as well uh, as, you know, Latin America, but they've also been uh, reported in the Philippines and Mariana Islands, which oh, is located okay. about southeast of Japan. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to stick mostly to the Iberian region and Latin America okay. with what we're talking about today because it otherwise it would be way too long. But interesting thing about it though is that they they they're there's also a connection to duendes with pre-Hispanic times in the Americas too. So mm -hmm. there's always been that assumption that because they're uh, the stories would derive from Spain and Portugal that they kind of brought them over. Mm -hmm. But even during the times of the Mayans um, there were stories of duendes. And okay, stuff like that. So, okay. you know, different names, obviously, but still the same concept, yeah. same same being. You know what I mean? So it it goes way past that. Hmm. Okay. And they're not of Christian origin as well, too. <laughs> obviously. <know>. Obviously. <laughs> but because of that, though, it, they're, they're, they tend to be labeled as evil spirits and sinister beings. Okay. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, but not not that not that that's the way they're supposed to be, but because it doesn't follow like Christian. Yeah, like God didn't create Lindis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Listen. whatever, dude. Don't be hitting on the windows, all right? Not not you, but you know. Yeah. The, the Christians. 
So let's talk about descriptions, where specifically you can find them, and then uh, what they do. So it's closely compared, uh, the one is closely compared to other folklore beings, including leprechauns, dwarves, and gnomes. We were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Overall, the general description of a duende is a small humanoid creature, mm. much smaller than a typical human. So, Danny, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're not a duende. <laughs> Don't uh, make fun of your short friends. <laughs> I do it with love. It's okay. Don't laugh so hard at his short friends. I'm not laughing because he's short. I'm laughing because Manny's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy's part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Besides, he can't reach me. It's fine. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> We're editing that out. I'm sorry, Dan. Absolutely not. <laughs> he can deal with it. He, I didn't say that, so... He's been made an honest man now, so whatever. <laughs> In Spain, uh, there's so many different, like, versions of it. Like, mm -hmm. I think I counted, like, 14 different duendes. Really? Yeah. In, like, the Spanish-Portugal uh, area, okay. you know. Uh, I try to condense as much as possible, so bear with me. It's a okay. fucking list. I did exclude some of them out because they were really short, so I'm like, no, no point. Okay. You, you can do that research later. Or, or, you know, join our Patreon. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, there's one called Anhanas, and they're considered to be similar to the nymphs of ancient Greece. Okay, okay. They're described as extremely beautiful with long hair that they comb for long hours throughout the day. Hmm. They wear dresses made of stars and stardust, pearls, floral crowns, and floral staffs. Well, that sounds beautiful. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? I want to be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what i live for man their size ranges from being as small as a flower mm. to the size of a human okay so depending uh they live in bodies of water like fountains streams ponds lakes and caves and are seen mostly at night mm. some are known to help humans and other and other beings from uh other dangerous creatures like ogres for example mm-hmm Although I'm sure Shrek is an exception to the Not rules. Shrek. Uh, no one fucks with Shrek. Man. <laughs> Shrek is chill, all right? Um, it's reported that if a man, because of course, okay. you know, misogyny, uh, that if a man were to capture one, uh, they can marry it. Ew, that's creepy. Yeah, I know. Why would you want to capture something and marry it? Also, because, it's not human. Well, you know. I don't like that. Because nothing says love like forced marriage. So what if I capture it as a non-binary person? What can I do? It's yours. It's endless. I could marry it. I could get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, obviously, like let's say the man captures the, mm -hmm. the, the creature here and is unfaithful. Mm -hmm. The being disappears and the man's left destitute and broke. Oh, well, I mean, that'll ma marry her then because that's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Divorce is expensive, man. Let me tell you. Even back in the day? <laughs> still, apparently, because they're still around, remember? Mm -hmm. All right. Next one, uh, the buscosos are described as tall, bearded beings dressed in moss and leaves. And it's not Hagrid, okay? Oh. It's not Hagrid, let's be clear. R.I.P. Uh, they're known to play sad songs on their flute to help guide shepherds through the forest. Oh, that's really sweet. They are compassionate, hardworking, and will, and will do good Samaritan things like repairing broken down barns and homes for humans due to like weather mm -hmm. conditions and stuff like that so they're very helpful you know mm -hmm. i mean they okay. are not evil contrary to what christians want you to believe okay there's also the dianos they are mischievous and can change form they can become horses cows rams other domesticated animals and even have been known to become a human baby oh no 
that that one's really weird uh they're most active at night and scare people walking at odd hours while disorienting those searching for lost cattle mm-hmm. uh they do things like annoy millers and mock waiters coming home late that's rude i know they're just dicks uh, there, there are instances when they can become a like a mounting creature, like a donkey or a horse, right? Mm-hmm. And wait for someone to mount them. When that happens, they'll randomly start growing bigger. Oh. Or will allow them to ride them, but brings them back to where they started. Uh, okay, so, oh, I was okay. gonna say I thought like because you know like you said they could be really small. Uh huh. Like maybe they would pretend to be a horse, and you get on the horse, and you're thinking you're on a horse, and then they shrink back down, and you're like. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Where'd it go? Like, that's what I was thinking would happen. Nah. So it just gets bigger. It's all like, you can't hold on. <laughs> so, like, would you rather be on a horse that turns into a, a tiny duende? Or would you rather have a baby, think you're holding a baby, and then it turns into a no. duende? <laughs> no. No, the first one easily over the second one. The second Horses one. Horses are tall, though. You could get hurt. The, but the second one, imagine you're fucking holding a baby. And also, it's like, ah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> It is scary. No. I'm give you that uh, mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, either one sounds pretty <laughs> gross. You know. Um but uh they they're also believed to be the cause of random noises and lights being spotted late at night. Oh. Okay. So, if you happen to catch one mm-hmm. in like the forest or something. That's how you know. So, great. Checking off forests, large bodies of water at this point. I don't go there. Yeah, those two for sure, definitely not not it. Enanos are beings that hide the riches located in the subterranean world. Okay. They also tempt the greedy to seek those riches by offering them sample riches that, when they walk away, become a pile of weathered fern leaves and white pebbles. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're like, oh, sweet, dude, you gave me, like, this awesome golden bracelet, right? And then you're walking away, get far enough, and all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Got pebbles in my fucking hand. You know what I mean? Like. Good. Others help good people find their lost possessions. Mm-hmm. So if you've lost a sock, they might be able to help you find it. You're welcome. All right. Elfos. Not elves. Elfos? Elfos. Okay. Were brought into the Iberian region by Germanic tribes that settled in that area. They're similar to An- Anhana, so they're very beautiful as well, too. So. Okay. Okay. Just don't, just don't force marriage this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nuberos can be good or bad duendes in the form of clouds that have the ability to make it rain, hail, and snow. Okay. So they'd be great for the strip clubs, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they make it hail. Absolutely not. <laughs> make it hail. The one that was brought in by the Germanic tribes, what was the name? The oh. That one was called the Elfos. Okay. Um, and I guess... In I can... German, like they have something similar to duendes. It's called kobolds. Oh. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. those are only in Germany. Yeah. yeah they yeah, don't yeah. travel. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the EU is very restrictive like that, you know? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm not from there. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've been there and still don't know. Um, so, the, going back to the, the Nuberos, mm-hmm. in order to bring the beings out, villagers would ring church bells with the tune of a sad song called Den Denu. Oh. Which, okay. they don't... I, I don't know what that is. Okay. Clearly, they don't take song requests or so whatever. <laughs> you know, that just w- find that song and they're that's their. And jam. it has to be sad. They're yes. very sad. Absolutely, has okay. to be that song. Got it. Otherwise, they ain't coming out. Fuck it. They ain't ready to party. Tentirujo, tentirujos. 
Okay. Or small malignant duendes that dress in red, which obviously they're Liverpool fans. Oh, okay. You know, just like me. <laughs> Maybe I, that's me. Is that you? That's me. Okay. That is me. But they turn obedient children into bad ones. Oh. They do this using the secret powers of the Mandrake. Hmm. Yes. Harry it's mm-hmm. yeah. a magical plant with roots in the form of humans. Okay. So there is Harry Potter again. I mean, that's yeah. older than Harry Potter, but yeah. there, but there that's is. what I think of when I think of it. Yeah, I think plenty of us do at this point. <laughs> right away, like, damn it, Harry Potter again. Yeah, I don't think I knew what a mandrake was until I read Harry Potter. There you go. But now you know they were part of the Wendis as well, too. So. Okay. You have the Trascos, or Trascus. I guess that's Portuguese, probably. I don't know. Sure. Uh, they're the most hated of all the Wendis, though. Okay. Why? Yeah, I'm asking. Great question, as always. <laughs> Because they are mischievous and love to enter people's homes through chimneys while living in hidden spaces throughout the home. Oh, no, it's creepy. They move things around and steal things, making them become lost forever. Mm. So, again, if you've lost a sock, it's probably because of them. I was going to say, for the one that like helps you find stuff, I was going to say, no, there's definitely a fucking little bitch that's taking my socks. <laughs> there's got to be a good and bad 100%. one with it. There has to be a balance. There's no way. Always a balance. They love to climb trees mm-hmm. and throw things at people, like rocks, seeds, and branches. That's rude. If a child, a boy specifically, because, you know, again, <laughs> why not? If it's not raised properly, they are at risk of becoming a trasco themselves. Oh, no. That's fucking weird, but okay. Yeah. Just let him loose in the forest yeah, like, when he's being bad. Be free. Go, Andrew. <laughs> it's a very okay. specific child reference right there. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Sarah, you know. Don't even. <laughs> don't even act like you don't. Listen, I don't have kids. I don't know. You've been around our kids long enough to know. <laughs> There's also the uh, trasto, trasto, trasto li, lios. ¿Qué es esto? <laughs> ¿Verdad? No. That was a little tongue twister. Está bien de la chingada. <laughs> they just, uh, they're just very inconvenient little beings. Okay. They mess. Uh, <laughs> so what they do is that they mess up your flour to where it becomes wheat again, what? and you have to remill it what? because these fools made it into wheat again. What? It's like motherfucker. That's some real magic power right there. <sighs> Making you do extra work though, man. Like, you little <laughs> bastard. You know, they have to drink. They have a drink of choice apparently, which is milk, mm-hmm. and open your windows during stormy nights while causing your stews to overcook and burn. Mm. I feel like somebody made this up that was like, like someone, some spouse was like, hey, did you mill the flour? And they're like, I swear I did. <laughs> hey, did you leave the stove on? No, I didn't. Like, I, sh- I turned it off when you asked me to. Must have been that fucking weird elf. Fucking duende, man. <laughs> and I made the note here, but I figured that Amy would not appreciate the whole stew burning thing. So, you know, because she's big on soups. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if it counts for anything, they at least apologize for their misdeeds. Okay. And they ad- and they openly admit that they can't help it and keep doing it anyway. Oh, it's Sour Patch Kid. I was just going to say that. You too. It's sweet. a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> anyway. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Not a duende being a Sour Patch Kid. Is it tasty? They're sour, then they're sweet. <laughs> they do apologize, like I said. Mm. That's very nice of them. Thank you. There's also one called Trentes. 
But this one's pervy as fuck, though. Oh, no. Right. Why is there always a pervy one? There always has to be a pervy one. I hate it here. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking duendes. Just go. Go back to Spain. Um, this one is either made of or dressed in leaves, moss, roots, and twigs. Hmm. Groot? Okay. Sure. They live in thick hedges and love to prank people. Hmm. But this is where the gross part comes in. Okay. They also love to sexually assault women. No. By pulling down their skirts. No. And pinching their butts. <gasps> you can't just pinch someone's butt in the forest. No. That's I don't. really rude. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? This being from a fucking hedge I just can't. fucking pulled my skirt down and pinched my butt. <laughs> Every time I hear stuff like this, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like what circumstances happened that were unexplainable to mankind. And they were like, must have been a duende. But this one, I'm like. I think you'd remember if someone pulled down your skirt and pinched your ass. I'm just <laughs> like, what if, what if, what if someone's saying like, "Oh yeah, I was possessed by a duende spirit." And oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right? There you go. That's, that's what I was thinking. It. That's what I was thinking. I I wasn't thinking it was the duende inside me. <laughs> that should be like a TLC show. <laughs> the duende inside. Real me. life, the duende inside me. <laughs> Wait, it's true life. I think right. True life. Yeah, it's something. Okay. Like that. <laughs> that's how old I am. Sorry. God. Okay, go. Where, where do I go from there? I just can't anymore. My age is just caught up to me, and that's it. Uh, tronantes have the ability of making thunder and lightning. Okay. Because, you know, in Spanish, it's trenos, you know, okay. for, for thunder. Yeah. And then uh, the last one is the ventolines. They're fairy-like duendes with green wings. Oh. They live by the sea and help old fishermen row their boats. You know, like the Gordon's Fisherman, Sarah. Okay, I don't know about Gordon's Fisherman. The one okay. that makes the fish sticks that give you the poops, remember? Yeah, I recall. Yeah, <laughs> we were all there for I those. mean, I didn't say they give me the poops. I've never actually had Gordon's Fisherman fish sticks, but it sounds like you're asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fish sticks, man. Like, what's going to happen? That's gross. That mm. I, don't, I don't really like fish that much, to be honest. What's weird is I like sushi. Like, I like raw fish, but yeah. I don't really like cooked fish that much. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the... the it's the, totally different. The taste does get altered at that point yeah. when you cook it. Like, well, any meat in general, if you cook yeah. it, it's going to taste different, so... I'll give you that. Thanks. <laughs> so let's go into the Americas now. Let's okay. talk about the Americas duendes. All right. In Mexico, one of the one of the known duendes, dating back to pre-Hispanic times, is known as an alus. Mm-hmm. Or how it's 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 a native one, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. It's it's spelled A L U X E. Aluse. Aluse or Aluse, maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, they're located specifically in southeast Mexico, and they're known as guardians of the forest. Okay. And there's another one in southern Mexico, specifically Veracruz, Tabasco, and Chiapas, known as los chaniques. That will apparently cause mischief, hide things, and will lead to having children get lost. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the word chaniques comes from Nahuatl origin, meaning the beings that live in dangerous places. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Don't go there. The original one that I mentioned, the Aluse, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come back to that one in a minute. So, I think it has to be Luse because there is a third gender called Muxe, M-U-X-E. Okay, there you go. Aluxe? Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, we'll come back to that one in a minute. There's a reason why I brought that one up and didn't get too descriptive. Uh, There's 
different parts of Latin America that believe duendes are more like helpers of people who get lost in the woods. Mm. So they're mostly okay. like nice beings. That seems so. good. In Belize, uh, they're known as four spirits that they call Tata Duende. Mm. Uh, but they black thumbs, apparently. So they just have four fingers? All right. Um, in Colombia, that's another example. Mm-hmm. They're located within the for within their forests, uh, protecting them. Mm. So I've noticed that they're very much like like protectors. I've, I've yeah. noticed in Latin America, and they encourage that if you run into one, you should play a tiple, which is a form of a guitar that make and make it sound like the moving of a cow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it'll make sense in a minute. So stories tell that these same duendes are pervy to you mm-hmm. by invading your personal space and pinching your butt. So they kind of, you know, are Why just they bad. Have to pinch your butt. There's something about that booty, man. <laughs> they love that peach. Um, How do they pinch your butt if they don't have thumbs? Are these different ones? These are different ones. Okay. These are different ones. Yeah. No, the the ones in Belize didn't have thumbs. Got it. So they're not butt pinchers. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they don't have thumbs. So how are they gonna do it? <laughs> like like this. Like why are we uh, why are we even trying this? i don't know we're doing visuals on a podcast it's bad that's great i'm glad we're not recording this i mean uh you know filming this yeah there there are stories that this when it comes to comes to be from a fallen angels oh. sent to hell from heaven and was known to play the harp at the time in okay. heaven, which explains why they encourage you to have a deep play and play that because that kind of keeps them at bay keeps them Got at ease, it. Kind of reminds them of that so in the American Southwest, mm. duendes are known more as known more as gnome like that live inside walls of homes, mm-hmm. specifically bedroom walls of young children. No. Why the fuck? Leave the kids alone. Why you know? are they in like, the walls is my question. I mean, that clearly not our house, because <laughs> our, our walls are really thin. They're so. very thin. <laughs> uh they they try and clip toenails of unkept children. That can lead to mistaken removal of entire toes. That is disgusting and mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Mesticas and Zap- Zapotecs of Oaxaca still believe in their existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's continued reporting, reported sightings in mossy cloud forests of the, uh, within the mountain range in Oaxaca. So mm. that's where they're, I guess, like more prevalent. A story is shared in one of the articles I have, I've cited here from Medium.com. Uh, the author wrote of a personal experience with a duende during uh, his summer in Mexico between 2006 and 2007. Mm-hmm. So the author reported that he was at a sleepover with family and that one of his cousins reported hearing children laughing, but that it sounded like n- it, it didn't sound like natural children laughing. It sounded more sinister. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Anything with little kids really freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know why. And, and I don't know what it's about the laughter, too. Yeah. I think it's because, like, when you hear a kid laugh, you're like, oh, that's sweet. Like, you know it's most likely innocent, but then, like, if it's a demon, you're like, they are tricking me. Mm, and, and I don't like that. Especially, too, if it's, like, in the middle of the night when they should yeah, be asleep. Yeah, not. No. But I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like to, like, know that your kids are up, like, watching cartoons laughing, and you're like, did I not say to go to bed? No, but that's still, <laughs> that still freaks me out. I'll be honest with you. I've heard Aaron <laughs> laughing sometimes. I'm like... It's like, like, what the fuck? Was that you? <laughs> and then, I, and then, well, of course, I check and I see him awake. I'm like, yeah. fuck, go to sleep. Then, then, then that's when I get pissed. Yeah. But like, at the, in the beginning, I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know? It's so a it scary is, ghost child. Yeah, it is very. No, no, not in this house. Oh, 
just saying. <laughs> um, so going back to, you know, the president, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reported sighting as recent as February of this year. Okay. I'm ready. There was a picture circulating, actually two pictures circulating throughout the internet, showing a small creature with glowing eyes in the tree. Okay. So, I mean, you know. That doesn't mean it's a duende, but okay. But, you know, the, the Mexican president, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. He said it, so it's he, true. He said it during a press conference. Okay. Because it ended up being, I guess, government officials that were, like, doing some sort of... What was the press conference about? For the duende? Well, because um, I guess they had been taking pictures of, like, you know, because uh, they were, like, somewhere in the Yucatan, I think it was. Oh, okay. And they so, like, had found those... Wildlife? Yeah, like, they were, like, trying to check on the the forests and, like, mm-hmm. making sure that everything's being done proper and taken care of. And I guess two pictures came out of what looks like an, an, an axuli, okay. an alux, you know? Let me see if I can pull it up for you real quick. I, I, you have to see it. Okay. I mean, if he said it, it's cierto. <laughs> I mean, tampoco, but you know. I know, hombre. This is scary. Send it back. <laughs> Put it back where it came from. This is the picture. That is a ghost man. That is a whole man. It looks I don't like, like that. A yeah, it looks like a scary man in the. That was not a duenda. That was a ghost man that they call. Okay, look at that. No, I'm that's a better. That's a more whole Ew, picture. Oh, right he's creepy. I don't like it. See, this is what I'm telling you. No, send it back. So yeah, so he said I'll he's back to hell work. <laughs> he he's, he said during the press conference that he, that he firmly believes that it wasn't a loose. He's wrong, but okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just telling you what he said, and I mean we'll we'll post a picture, you know, when when oh yeah, you this guys, episode you'll get drops. to see it. Yeah, and you guys can determine for yourselves, but it looks really fucking creepy. It's scary. It like there there is no matrixing of nothing. Like it's clearly something there. You I know. Agree. I agree. So I always end it with these last two points, right? Because that's what I do here. Mm-hmm. So what do you do if you run into one? Um, I would maybe run. Yeah, I would <laughs> just say avoid them. Even the beautiful ones at this point doesn't yeah. even sound worth it. It sounds like it's going to be a very expensive divorce anyway. Yeah, so. if there's anything I know about Faye, it's that they're beautiful to bring you in and trick you. Don't mm-hmm. go with them. Right. Yeah. Right. Just don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Just, you know, log on to... What is that? Uh, what, what are those dating apps like? grinder or whatever and <laughs> just take your chance through there man i thought you were gonna be like www.mindyourbusiness.com like i thought you were gonna make a joke no <laughs> instead you're like go with dating apps they're safer they are because i mean i don't know that grinder is safer but dating apps such as grinder <laughs> well i mean i'm just saying because you they, find all your they, they, don't, they don't have thumbs anyway so it's not like they can really i guess do much at that point <laughs> so what do you think they're do you think they're a hoax or do you think they're legit um okay this is a hard one because there are so many different versions. Yeah. Like, I don't know that that picture is legit. It's creepy as shit. Um, like, a piece of me wants to say, like, there could be unknown things that we don't know about mm-hmm. in the jungle. Mm-hmm. So there could be something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a duende. I don't know if it's a fairy. Um, yeah. I remain skeptical on duendes. And I know that does scare some people because I know a lot of people that like, live in South America, and are like, no, we take those motherfucking seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend, um, her family's from Peru and Honduras, and her Peruvian family believes that there's an area of the mountains where the duendes live, and you don't go there, because mm-hmm. you won't come back. So yeah, I've heard of stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't know what to think of it when I went there, but I also didn't go there. 
I mean, like, do you want a chance? I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to chance it. I'm not going to figure it out. Fuck no. Yeah. I ain't going to fuck around and find out. Yeah, no. so I, I will say I don't know if they're real, but I'm not going to fuck around and find out. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. I, I believe that th- there's some reality to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them. Especially the ones that pinch your ass and drop your... your, I'm, your I'm not ready drop for Drop your dresses. I, I feel like that's a bullshit excuse to try to get away with sexual assault. <laughs> I, I still like... stick to that. For random loinas or for like random men in the woods? Random men in the woods. Because <laughs> at that point, you can't fucking tell me a duende took over you, man. Yeah. Don't even try that bullshit. Or there's like a really short man. <laughs> that, but see, and then I look at that picture that I shared with that you. That was a tall man. I'm sorry. That was know, a grown man. man. I don't know, man. That looked like a fucking regular size man. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'd like to believe there's some truth to it though, for sure. Okay. I mean, but then again, you're talking to me here. Yeah, That's, uh, we're we're venturing my realm. He believes in it all. I do, I do. I believe in humanity. <laughs> do you believe in it? That picture? In, Just when this in, in general. general. Oh, Jinx, you want me a coke? <laughs> Maybe, but not that picture. Yeah, the picture seems silly. Mm-hmm. Rude. <laughs> anyway, but it is scary. Yes, duendes. I don't um, want to see that at night. Next time something pinches my butt, I'm gonna yell duende. It's just Manny. <laughs> it is just me, really. <laughs> In the night. No, it's a duende. It's a duende. She's like, it has to be. It has like, to be. God, I, I knew hope it. it is. I hope it is. This fucking guy needs to stop. <laughs> you it's... turn around, he's asleep, and you're like, oh my god, it's a duende. It really is one. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> I'm it's dead. here. I'm dead. Maybe it's the rat that snuck in. No. <laughs> you seen that glass. It's trying. He really wanted to get in here. Maybe he was running from something. Too like bad. Bigger figure it predator. out. Not running in here. <laughs> she can run somewhere else. Shit. True. You don't want dirty outside rats. No, in here. no, no. I don't want any rats. Oh, in I here. love rats. I think they're cute, but like fancy pet rats. Okay, that's very different. Yeah, not a dirty outside rat. Get in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Carries disease and stuff. <laughs> Look, bubonic plague over here. <laughs> anyway, all right, that's the one. This for you. And that's this episode. Yay! That was a good one. That was a good one. I learned stuff. There's so many. Mm-hmm. There, I have no and, idea. and like I said, that, and that's just in 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 that that huge list was just Spain, Damn. Latin America. There's still way more. Like you're mentioning, you know, in in Peru, uh, in Quito, which I I wish I would have kept the article, but they were like talking about the duendes there and how the stories are are like generated from like uh you know sexism and all the stuff mm, like that. Like okay. like kind of like tying in everything to it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. how like they believe that that's how the stories of the one came about. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the one that pinches the butt, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain. Yeah. More of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have just one, apparently. All right, man. Anything else? Um. Anything you want to recommend? Request? Um. Not, like, spooky related, but I've been watching The Queer Ultimatum on Netflix. Oh, how is it? Drama! She is messy, mama. Oh my gosh. These people are crazy. Like, I can't wait until the next episodes drop on Wednesday. So, And then they're dropping that finale and reunion on the same day. They know what we want. They know what we're here for. So, I'm ready to watch that shit. Those people need Jesus in their life. They're absolutely nuts and bonkers, and I could see why a lot of them are like, some people don't want to marry them. I'm like, I wouldn't want to marry this person either. Right. They need some introspective work immediately. <laughs> you know, they intentionally 
intentionally hire these faces, right? Like they well, yeah. their way to find the faces yeah. to make you the TV. They're going to pick the, the most insane, dysfunctional couples, especially because the ultimatum is the most dysfunctional thing in the world. The whole concept is one person wants to get married, one person doesn't, and they say either you marry me or we break up. And then you go on TV that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very healthy. And then you split up. You you go with a different person in this group of people. And then you have a pretend wife with them. Like a pretend marriage. What the fuck? And then you figure out what you want. And if it's really like your partner that's the problem. If it's you that's the problem. You can go back and marry your original partner. You can marry that person that you just met 21 days ago. Um, or you could leave single. What is this happening? Is wild. And that wasn't even like the queer premise. The premise came from the straight version. Which well, is crazy. No, oh wait, isn't that aren't they aren't they showing that like in Australia or something like that? No, no, no. It was a Netflix US. Oh, the yeah. Fuck? So and There's, Nick it, Nick Lachey and his wife, I can't Vanessa. Okay. Um, they did it. They like were hosting. Oh. So I think they did two seasons, maybe one, and then now they have the queer one, which is women, queer, female people. So okay. I was like, Are you I do one with uh, queer men. I don't know. I'm not sure if they are. I I would love it if they did that, but and not to be like disparaging of queer men, but queer men love to resolve their problems with we'll just have a threesome about it and uh-huh. then be like it's totally we'll just fine. Have a threesome about it. So then they literally like I think women are kind of like socialized to be more jealous and to be like more leaning toward monogamy. Yeah. So they would stay into the confines of the experiment, but I think gay men would subvert it and they I would, think yeah. they would like I think the producers wouldn't like that. Yeah. I would, but they wouldn't. <laughs> So they I don't know. Do it anyways as an experiment. Yeah. Like the producers, how is their reaction? Yeah. To right. So I don't know, but I can't wait till these next episodes drop. It's fucking crazy. Okay. Y'all gotta watch it. Gotta check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, it's it's so cringe, but you gotta hate watch it. Okay. Yeah. I think we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why well, got nothing else for you, man? I don't think I have anything either. That's it. All right. All right. Well, as always. Stay curious. And stay creepy. Bye. Bye.